Welcome to episode four of the 24-Hour Hustle Show, and today we got special guest, private chef, private personal trainer, and program creator, Michael Evan. So, welcome to the show. My name is Anthony Freeze. I am the host of the 24-Hour Hustle Show, and today we got special guest Michael Evan. Definitely excited to have him on the show today. Accomplished uh, entrepreneur, business owner of his own meal prep company uh, called The Greater Physique. Um, and we're going to get right into the show. I don't want to hold us up anymore because I definitely want to get into the conversation with this guy. So, sure. what's happening, sure. bro? Killing it. Taking it to the max every day, man. I hear you. you know, I hear you. Taking it to the max. Okay, so what's been up with the, the past couple of days since we last got together? Yeah, <laughs> um, the last couple of days, uh, trying to get the website together, um, you know, trying to continue pushing my clients in the right direction, um, transitioning from spring and summer training into fall training is always a little difficult on the uh, personal training side of things, but um, we're moving right along. I'm sounds getting ready for the winter. So. Sounds good, sounds yeah. good. All right, so as we do always on this show, how about uh, we get into the background, sure. get, talk about your origin story, you know, where you're from, um, where you grew up, any siblings, things like that, your sure. upbringing, and uh, let's get into that. Definitely. Uh, siblings, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I have a sister. She's 10 years younger than me. Okay. Um, my little sidekick, man. Love her to death. Um, she actually helps me with a lot of stuff, so like uh, with a business, invoicing, emails, that type of stuff. She really? does some proofing, um, so I try to keep her right under my wing. Um, grew up in Willing Hill School District. Before that, went to Penn Hills. Uh, so that was a little tough, leaving Penn Hills to go to Willing Hills. Those two schools hate each other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a little weird. But, um, yeah, lived in Forest Hills, still live in Forest Hills to this day. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, got my start at a gym close by, and uh, still rocking to the to the the very moment. That's Twenty awesome. minutes ago, walked out of the gym and came over here. So man, that's dedicated. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. Go. So um, fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, with your upbringing and things like that, what inspired you to become a private chef, or what happened that you know you fell into that role and became a private chef? Hmm. Several years ago, I was working in restaurants. And I was bouncing around from one place to another. Obviously, I was traveling, doing some other things that I do on the side at the same time. Um, now, like what, like, what age were you at this point when you became a, you know, when you got into... I've been in food since I was 15. Okay. Um, <clears throat> relatively serious job when I was younger. Up until I was about 21 years old, I was in, you know, restaurant management. So I was back of the house, back of the house shift manager. Um, and that, I, 15 to 21, I worked in the same place. Um, and then I just started bouncing around from restaurant to restaurant, working with different chefs, working with different catering companies and that type of thing. What got me into being a private chef was I absolutely love working with food. Mm -hmm. I just hate the industry structure in most of the, the places that I work. There's a lot of what people was, who go into the restaurant industry and they absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. I just can't stand it. What was the structure that you disliked about it? Um, I think no matter what it was, I always had someone over me. I always had a boss, okay, and I always had a different method to doing something that may or may not have been successful in my boss's eyes. Uh -huh. So I just wanted to be able to do things the way that I wanted them done, mm -hmm. whether it was presentation, uh, product flow, whatever it was, I wanted to be able to do things myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so one day I was like, you know what, this is probably the last shift that I'm ever going to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I went into it on my own as a, there was a promise. 
if I went back into food, it was going to be on my own dime. It was going to be on my own terms. Otherwise, I wasn't doing it. I was ready to move on to something else completely. Mm -hmm. So that was the number one reason for that. So, so some of these things, I guess, why you were working there, or and you can correct me if I'm wrong, why you were there is that where you started to have the feeling of maybe wanting to be an entrepreneur or and, and start something of your own, or was it, or did you get that feeling even before that? The feeling was far before that. Okay. And I think that was part of something I really liked and enjoyed about modeling and acting was that I was on my own. So you did like, modeling even before you were a oh yeah, Okay. Definitely. That was a So how old were you did the modeling? Thing. Probably nineteen till now. Oh, okay. So um, those opportunities came few and far between as far as like getting important roles and gigs, but mm -hmm. uh, it was always a feeling of self accomplishment because you put yourself in the room, you put yourself in front of the casting agency or, or whoever was casting the runway show or whatever it was you were doing, you did that. Mm -hmm. Nobody else put you in that situation. So that was always something that I kind of felt entrepreneurial about because that was my own doing. That I, It was me making that happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always, my, my dad was uh, self-employed for many, many years. He owned electronic shops right over here on Penn Avenue. Mm -hmm. And then he went and did audio and visual for a number of churches. So okay. he bounced around doing his own thing too. So I kind of feel like I got m the majority of that from him. Mm -hmm. And even my sister is taking on her own, you know, entrepreneurial roles or self-employed roles with her small makeup company. So she travels around and does hair and makeup. So it's kind of, you know, it spreads mm -hmm. through who's around you. So, Absolutely. Um, it's been a long-term thing. I always knew that one day I wanted to be my own man yeah and um, I just kept imagining it kept visualizing it and then one day I found myself in my desk submerged in paperwork and uh, not having a boss so right. that's how it quickly it happened awesome. so so what did your mom do did she do anything entrepreneurial or uh, anything like my that? mom was a psychiatric nurse before that she was a, a flight attendant okay. so never really anything too entrepreneurial but uh, a lot of structure around whatever she was doing mm -hmm. so um, definitely not entrepreneurial though. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like um, your family members, especially like your dad, being you know being a business owner and things like that, that sure. was able to in influence you. Um, who would you say at the point in time when you were you know feeling like you wanted to take the leap of entrepreneurship, being mm -hmm. in business? Who are some people that inspired you to want to be a business owner, uh, call your own shots, be your own man, sure. and things like that at that point in time? To be completely honest, uh, while I was still working for a few different restaurants, I was teetering in uh, pri being a private personal chef uh, for an, a catering company. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the catering company, his name is Bob Sindal, he's really, in his own bubble, he's extremely successful. Mm -hmm. um, in the city, he's extremely successful for what he does, private catering and event planning and weddings and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. His business does really, really well. And the lifestyle that he lives, he goes on vacations, he travels and all this other stuff, but he has this sense of self, I mean, the, um, like the level of importance that his business has to him, mm -hmm. it's so important to him, it's mm -hmm. like his baby. Right. I really admired that, you mm -hmm. know, his relationships with his employees and so on. So um, being around him, like to start, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial journey, that was like the first person who was his own man, self-made, started from the bottom and just kind of worked his way up over the course of years, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was the first person that I was like really, really drawn to the lifestyle, drawn to the, the world around him. You know, he built his own uh, storefront, made it his home, and, and, and his business was directly across the street from his home and so on. Like he, yeah. he did a lot of very small, smart things mm -hmm. that were just kind of, you know, very conducive to being self-employed and making it convenient to actually be 
your own boss. Right. You know, he did things very, very intelligently for himself. So I really admired that. So did you guys have like a uh, mentor-mentee relationship, or did you um, were you able to kind of pick up some things? Like, how was the relationship? Uh, were you able to learn some of those things? From well, it him? certainly was a mentor-mentee, but it was more of just I had never some of the environments that being at that job put me in. Mm-hmm they put me around other people who were extremely successful. It wasn't necessarily that they worked with him or for him. They usually were the, pr- the people hiring his company mm-hmm. to do a certain thing. So this put us in CEOs' homes. This put us in owners' homes. This put us in presidents of banks' homes. This put us in, in, in a really, really, uh, the dynamic of the environments that we were in were of a, a higher level than I was used to. Right. So looking around and seeing all these successful individuals, it was like, how am I, you know, I, I, a year ago I was in the back of someone's restaurant and now I'm walking around and I have keys to someone's, uh, you know, I'm moving around half million dollar cars and walking through, uh, you know, three or four million dollar homes and mm-hmm. so on at will right. with permission. You know, the owners aren't even here. They're yeah. trusting us to do this thing for their family and so on. So it was, it was being around that environment and being trusted. The, the fact that these clients trusted him and his business to do a certain thing was it I I really really admired that mm. and so now I have that for myself right you know, with my, amongst my clients and right. so it, that was really really a, a big inspiration for me huge so what would you say was like uh, one of the best experiences you've had um, at the time when you were a private chef I remember working alongside a very close friend of mine who's a private chef still to this day I remember working alongside him and walking through a dining room and, and, and seeing the mayor and seeing football players and seeing all these people and then having a conversation with some individuals later after we were finished working, only to realize that several people in the room were on the Forbes list. Really? And I never even knew it. These people functioned like, re- I mean, they like were regular just people. partying like anybody else. <laughs> and it was just like, you're that close. Right. Like, you don't, you never know who you're going to meet. Always be ready and always, you know, always have yourself you know, at a place where if you do happen to have a conversation with someone who is the CEO of a bank or is the, you know, the executive at a firm, mm. they have a good word for you. Oh, you yeah. Know, they had a great experience talking to you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that was one, that was like, you know, that was like a really, really high yeah. moment. It sounds like you had a lot of good uh, networking opportunities Absolutely. at that point in time, too, to be able to, you know, bump arms with a lot of sure. different people like that. Um you know, so how do you feel about um, even moving forward? How do you feel like that has helped you move forward and starting the greater physique? Well, you you mentioned what you just said was a, it was a great thing. I had there was a lot of opportunities in the rooms, mm-hmm. and at that point, I didn't even have the smarts to take advantage of those opportunities. Now things are a lot different. Had mm-hmm. I if I had the ability to go back and redo a lot of those chances or or times things would be a lot different for me nowadays mm-hmm. because obviously the networking is there, oh, yeah. the ability to talk and and, and, and create opportunity w- with conversation with people is a lot different. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I had what I, if I had the smarts that I have now back then, things would be a lot different. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, we all say that we, we will, they would be, uh, tr- be way different. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would they'll love to different. go back in time to maybe at least just 21. Yeah. If I knew what I know sure. now, then, 
be a complete game Absolutely. changer. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I totally feel I you. I think that goes for everybody. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to be younger for a little bit, a little bit yeah, longer? You know. Sure. Um, so so when you did the uh, while you were doing the private chef, you were in the middle of that. You started doing modeling as well. Yeah. So how did you get into that? So you you did you did you start modeling as a side hobby or did somebody introduce you? How did you get into the into the modeling? To be completely honest, I think somebody referred me to do a fashion show. Really? And just like anything else. What was the else, fashion show? It was here in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, I don't quite remember what the name of it was, obviously. There, there was a, a maybe three years straight where I didn't miss a show. If there was a fashion event or some sort of photo shoot, I was probably, in, I was probably either auditioning, casting, or I was there. Right. So I didn't miss much. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of that kind of is a blur. But um, once again, like it just my objective in doing that at the time was if I'm gonna do it I wanna be the best or the most known so I just went nuts about it and made sure I didn't miss a single beat mm -hmm. and you know just like a lot of things you evolve onto something else or you get into other things but um, still to this day I take as many uh, auditions as I possibly can mm -hmm. book as many gigs as I possibly can try to show up for as many background uh, you know uh, what do you call it stand-in and commercial mm -hmm. roles as I possibly can so mm -hmm. It never went away. It just evolved onto something else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so for anybody that may be watching or listening that sure. may want to get into modeling, because I, I have a lot of model friends that sure. you know are trying to break into the business and things like that. What in what insight or uh, advice would you give somebody that you know wants to, wants to get the opportunity to get their foot in the door? Yeah, it's really really simple, and this is going to sound extremely. It's going to sound so self-confident that it's going to sound arrogant, but I don't care. <laughs> Go for it, truth. man. This is this real. Is, Keep this it is real. What I wish, this is what I wish someone would have told me a long time ago. There's a certain personality that will or will not make it modeling and acting. And it's a relentless networking spirit. Somebody who gets up in the middle of the night, checking emails, checking Facebook pages, checking casting calls, checking with photographers, networking with people, getting, behind the, getting both behind and in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Because it's equally as important. And someone who, I mean, you see a lot of people who take a lot of selfies, a lot of pictures, a lot of on their Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. all this fun stuff, but very few people are practicing modeling. Right. You have, like, to model is extremely, it's way more difficult than people think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of what got me into fitness in the first place was being in New York City and, and jumping from couch to couch and sleeping on floors and all this other stuff and seeing what these cast, like, these models were going to, like, casting calls with their lookbooks. They had invested five, six, seven thousand dollars in in just photography work, paying mm -hmm. different photographers to shoot, so they had quality images to go forward with and get get in front of these agencies. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that people in a smaller industry don't understand is on a major scale, these people have made investments, mm -hmm. both time and finance. And so, whenever you're in a small industry like Pittsburgh, you have a lot of people that are shooting a lot of great quality work, but it's not the greatest thing. A, a really, really good photographer from New York City said to me, he said, "People in Pittsburgh know who you are." And I said, yes, they certainly do. And he said, I don't know who you are. So that's, a powerful, that's a powerful statement. doesn't matter. Right. I don't know you. Right. Like, you're not that great. Not like, only that, I know. You didn't escape the walls of that little city. Exactly. I don't know who you are. Exactly. And, and, so. I, and I know for me, that's something that always keeps me motivated. I mean, I, I don't care how many people know me in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. I want to be able to break out even reach. further than that. Yep. I, I want to feel, like, feel like I'm always small. Definitely. And, and just always have the ambitions to want to be big. Right. Um, and uh, and a lot of the things that you said as far as the modeling thing is the grind. I mm -hmm. mean, that, that's the all hustle. that is. It's got to be every day. Like, I mean, th there's, there's some sort of casting or some sort of casting call or some sort of audition that you can be in line for 
every day. And when I was looking at it, like I signed up for Grant Whitley, I signed up for Casting Networks, I signed up for Nancy Mosser. I was on like five or six different email lists. Mm -hmm. And even still to this day, if I go through uh, my model email, it's lit. Like I can jump back in if Mm -hmm. I want. Because I just built this like solid network to where it wasn't necessarily that the the invitations were for me to Mm -hmm. walk in the room but the opportunities are right there. Right. And if I'm hungry enough, I can make a couple of phone calls, get my name recognized. That mm-hmm. way when I show up, somebody knows who I am mm-hmm. and they'll pull me in the back room. Exactly. Or, or at least get make sure that I'm in the right line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain personality type. Like if somebody messages you and says, hey, how do you think I get into modeling? They are not gonna make it. That's just how I feel, unless they're very young. Mm-hmm. But if you're like 20, 21, 22, and you don't get it that it's just simply networking, talking to people, shooting a shit ton of images, mm-hmm. and getting your face out there, mm-hmm. then move on. Mm-hmm. Go do something else, because you're just gonna get your feelings hurt, because you're not, you're just not hungry enough for it. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't have to ask how to get into modeling. Right. Go on the internet and read about it. Oh yeah, like, I mean, and you the, know what I'm saying? Like the, go, these, go read, go these, study. These days, I guess the new saying would be, you're one click away. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is like, there's all this information on the internet. Some of it is right. Some of it, you know, some of it applies to different people. Right. Whatever. Uh, there's different bits of information that apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. The the number one thing is that the information is out there. The how tos are out there. Oh yeah. How to submit digital images to an agency? YouTube, Google. Easy. Mm-hmm. Like really, really easy. So when somebody like I, when I was in it, I used to get messages all the time because people thought I was like the hot shit because I was doing things here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But like. I used to get messages all the time, like, how do I get into modeling? Like, how do I, and it's like, dude, like, go look look on the best models Instagram page. Exactly. Follow suit, mm-hmm. get to, you know, like, just go go shoot. Oh yeah. Call a photographer, hey, do you wanna shoot? Network with people. Mm-hmm. People, if they don't have, like, it's like, a, no one wants a dry lens. Right. People wanna shoot, <laughs> you know what I mean? People wanna shoot content, and when they haven't, haven't had something good, and you have a look of potential, They'll shoot with you. Mm-hmm. Like, ask them. Right. Like, just go talk to people. Right. That's my number one thing. Go talk to people. Oh yeah. Network. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Reach out to other models. Hey, love your work. Who'd you shoot with? Mm-hmm. Like, just. I, 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 I mean, know, I, you shouldn't I, have many questions. Oh yeah. Like, it's, I, it's, I, I love the networking aspect, especially in the in the days of like social media and things like that. I'm I'm in the DMs yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Message Reach people. Out. I mean, just in case anybody's wondering, that's how I, that's how I get people for for the show. Right. All day long, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all day messaging people. Yep. And uh, and it's a numbers game. I mean, you just gotta yeah. you know message. play a hundred, you might get ten. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean that's that, that's exactly what it is. Yep. So uh, that that's a, a lot of good insight for sure. So moving uh, forward, so you were doing Bravo Chef and modeling at the same time. Sure. Um, and then you got to the point where you wanted to leave doing the Bravo Chef. And by the way, for someone else. For yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For you don't want to yeah, do it for right. someone else. Right. Um, I just couldn't. I was just like, eh. right. I, I I feel the same way. I, mm-hmm. I I feel you. Um. So when you got to the point where you're starting to build your own brand of the Greater Physique and things like that, what? How did you transition from you know working for someone else as a private chef, also doing modeling on the side, and then starting up the Greater Physique? Like, what was that transition like into starting and building your own business? Um, I'm not gonna say it was easy, but it was kind of like it was almost seamless. Cause like a, like we were talking about before, like I kind of just, I just started doing more of my own thing and less of somebody else's, and more. I just focused more energy and effort on how do I, the client I do have, how do I keep that person? How do I keep them interested in what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And and I just tried to duplicate and replicate that 
and the next thing you know, one scale was higher than the other, and I didn't need to return back to work. Like, fortunately, my expenses weren't like, oh, I, I, there's no way I can't show up to work. I need that income. Mm -hmm. I was just able to make a trade-off for time doing something for somebody else, for time doing something for myself. So mm -hmm. that was it. I just slowly stopped doing, you know, and I wasn't afraid to just drop it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't afraid to just be like, people are going to be pissed at work that yeah. I'm not here or I'm not coming in or I'm done. But, you know, as friends, if they value the relationship, they'll be okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be mad at me for a couple of days until they find somebody else to carry the task, and then they'll be over it. Right. I think a lot of decisions are not made because people are afraid of what some one person is going to think or say or their response to it. Exactly. And at the end of the day, if the person values your relationship and they know you want something bad enough and you're walking away from their situation, mm. they should understand. Oh, yeah. If they value the relationship. Right. And a week later, they won't be mad at you anymore. Right. They'll be... Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? How are things going? You know? And so I just wasn't afraid to just walk away from the situation mm. and, and start really, really hedging more so towards being in a, being of value to my clients right. and building my client base. And one of the things that uh, when we sat down to talk before um, that I was always impressed with that I found out is that you didn't even go to school to be a chef or anything no. like that. You didn't go to culinary school or anything like that. No. Um, and your work, I mean, if you if you check out this guy's Instagram, his work is amazing. I appreciate I, that. I mean, the, the, and the things that you've learned in being a private chef, you've definitely learned a lot because, let me tell you, that shit looks <laughs> legit. I appreciate um, that. Man. Thank you. Um, and, and, and you didn't go to school for it. And, and another thing was you didn't have to deal with, like, whenever you did get into starting – uh, the greater physique is mm -hmm. that you didn't have to deal with like any student loans or anything like yeah, that. Definitely. So, so a lot of your expenses were low mm -hmm. to the point where you could be able to move um, right in exactly yeah. and supplement your income very easily. Sure. Um, so, what are some of the things that you were able to do to generate revenue in the beginning? Because I know you also do personal training mm -hmm. for people as well. Um, which did wh which came first? Um, the person Chicken or the egg? I know. Right? <laughs> That's kind of what I was going with. <laughs> the, the fitness or the or the uh, the meal prep and, and things like that. Uh, I think what got me the start in meal prep altogether was the fact that I was prepping my own food, mm -hmm. and one of my training clients. So the training came first. Okay. One of my training clients saw it and knew about it and knew it was available, but didn't necessarily take advantage. Mm -hmm. And um, you know. Training clients would always work and work and work and work and work and not see the expected result. And at the end of the day, and this is why I try to team up with other personal trainers, is because their results are not dependent on the 2% of the day that they spend in the gym. It's the rest of the day when they're out eating, partying with friends, smoking cigarettes, mm. and sitting at the bar, that, did, that totally derails their results. Right. So I wanted to alleviate that problem. My thing was I had clients who were disappointed in themselves because they were putting in maximum effort in the gym, but they weren't able to do those things behind the scenes that needed to be done as far as nutrition. So I took that responsibility away from them, and I did the food for them, mm -hmm. and for a number of weeks it worked really, really well. So that was where, that was the inception, if you will, of, uh, of meal prep paired with Kate with uh, private personal training. So how did you, so anybody that may also be looking to do and become a uh, personal trainer how did how did you start that up and getting clients and things like that what was the story of how that happened I had one and did really really well with that one <laughs> <laughs> simple very simple, simple strategy and, and then I had that one tell a friend exactly. and then that two told a friend and then that three told a friend and then the next thing you know it was like okay can't take anymore mm. um, but uh, 
Yeah, it just started out with one really, really good, solid relationship. A friend of mine mentioned to a friend of mine, hey, a friend of mine's a great personal trainer, check him out. And then that person stuck with me for like almost two years mm. training. And so uh, a as my evolution in social media became, you know, me posting videos and pictures of people working out and so on, referrals started to come from the internet. And mm. that was like whenever it was a, that was an official, this is, I have something here. Mm. This is a business now, mm -hmm. you know. and. So it just continues to go on. And I think just adding like adding a tremendous amount of value to people's lives and solving a problem for them where it's maybe it's a lack of knowledge or a lack of motivation or a lack of organization that they need to have from a personal trainer, I think being able to do that helps keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you were um, so transitioning from the fitness and then doing the meal prep, and you said it started out with you just prepping your own meals, sure. and then it started to get to where you started to provide that meal prep to your clients. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get to the point where you, uh, you know, actually want to start going full force on this? Like, what, like, what sparked it? Like, I, you gave it to one person, and then you're like, did you like come across in your mind like, oh, I may have something bigger here, or yeah. what made you want to continue to move forward in that direction? Um. Number one, when I first started doing it, the money was really nice. Mm -hmm. It's a ton of work. I mean, for the anybody, meal prep, yeah. Okay. For anybody who does their own prep at home, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. Like mm -hmm. prepping your own food is a ton of work. It takes hours, and uh, it takes some strategy. It takes knowing what you need for the week. So it was it was just a lot of work. But what what uh, what pushed that in the the direction of keeping them together was just seeing that the two go hand in hand. And very often you could have someone who's training and working out and they're not seeing the result and that's almost always at fault of nutrition or, or you know poor food food value mm -hmm. so having them together almost always was a it was like a it's like having a double-edged sword mm -hmm. you know you have the result coming from the diet and you also have the result coming from the training which makes me look awesome <laughs> so why would I not keep doing that exactly um, especially when it's utilized fully and someone's following the plans and following the steps and doing what they know they should be doing mm -hmm. they almost always work um, you know together nine times out of ten mm -hmm. they work exactly as they should and then like I said before like uh, having that background being a private chef I mean has definitely been a great reflection on sure. what you do in your meal prep as well so how do you come up with the ideas of you know the different menu items that you you know put in your meal prep or how do you decide you know what you want to put out this mm -hmm. week or that week and things like that how what's the, uh, the the format or your mindset on coming up with the different meals that you come up for your meal prep Primarily, it's a creative process. I try not to repeat doing something very much. So I'm constantly buying and reading books. Um, you know, a lot of recipes are like 20-year-old recipes that have taken a new trendy swing. Right. You know, some simplification, some change of wordage, and it's back out there yeah. like something brand new. You know yeah. how things work. Oh, yeah. So um, it's really a creative process that I get to have a lot of fun with. Um, I basically can do whatever I want as long as I can make it clean. Yeah. So uh, it gets a little tricky because it's hard to recycle the same, you know, you're producing, but you have to make the same products seem like it's something brand new. Mm -hmm. um, I also have to keep in mind that these products aren't being, it's not like you go to a restaurant, you get a plate of food, and you're going to eat that plate of food right away. Some of this food has to last seven to ten days. Mm -hmm. So I always have to do things with longevity in mind, and there's, a, there's certainly a strategy to it. Um, I just try to make sure that I 
keep some creative freedom and make it fun. Mm -hmm. No one wants to to diet eating cardboard or eating like a rabbit. It's just not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not fun. fun. Yeah. It's not fun. And so uh, it's it's not it's not cool doing that. Me personally, I could survive on sweet potatoes, egg whites, and chicken breast uh, for <laughs> years right. and be co totally cool with that. With the occasional donut in the mix, <laughs> I could be totally. You gotta good have with that. yeah. You gotta have oh, that every man, now and then. My donut man. connect hooked me up the other day. <laughs> He's got a donut Shout connect. out to, to Mandy at uh, <laughs> Pub Chip Shop. Hey, it, I'm not even kidding. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> These donuts, man, I'm telling you right now. Hold on, where's this at? Uh, Carson Street. Oh, down, okay. Down the south side. I Look, gotta check this place out. I see I'll how excited you are. You know about these donuts. <laughs> These over there pumped. I got. We gotta get some of these in so, here like yeah. one day. So I should have brought. I just got two dozen. I should have brought them and sat them right here. <laughs> but uh, that's my that's my go to is a donut. Okay. Uh, so, whatever. I'll uh, eat hey, nine we, of them. We all, we all got some. I, I yeah. guess my cheat meal would be like pizza. I, I, yeah. I, that's my that's my red wine and donuts that gets me every time. Red wine and donuts. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> that is funny. Whatever. Judge me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, the great thing about that, I mean, it shows that you're human. You yeah, know what I mean? You, you do have weaknesses. Yeah. And, so. and that the donut is it. <laughs> yeah. They have donut with maple and jalapeno, ba uh, jalapeno bacon on it. Jalapeno bacon? Yeah, like spicy jalapeno roasted bacon See, and I love donut. And I love spicy. On a, is, oh, is fire? Oh, my God. On a donut? Forget about it. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Okay. Fire, for sure. All right, so that was a little segue. Um, yeah. um, but um, let me see. It's, try it's hard to get back on track. After no, sorry. That. <laughs> no, it's all good. Everybody with <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so what? Are, so what are like a, a couple of examples that you've made? Uh, some items that you've made for your meal prep, like in the past couple of weeks. Oh. Like li list off this menu because you just went off on the donuts. Yeah. Let's get the let's get the savory, yeah. delicious meals that you've made over yeah, the past yeah. few weeks. Out of control. Um, <laughs> some examples. All right. Uh, just this last weekend, we did a white balsamic chicken with grilled grapefruit, mm. and that was with. And I uh, saw that. That's I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, sugar snap peas and uh, and uh, and uh, pilaf orzo. So I mean, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds delicious. It's like just a, a wild rice mix with orzo and some lentils and some roasted corn. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, really simple stuff. Mm -hmm. Earthy. I mean, it's 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 not hard to make extremely good food good for you food mm -hmm. taste well mm -hmm. use herbs use a little salt use you know yeah just don't use butter <laughs> <laughs> you know i have people on the phone with me it's like yeah what are you cooking with it's like people are just doing whatever so what are you cooking with uh primarily coconut oil um olive oil all the time mm -hmm. um and that's it you won't find any other oil so that's what kitchen. you would recommend people normally cook with that that be a good substitute instead of using my butter. My opinion in my kitchen, if you walk into my kitchen and try to figure out what we're using, it's a lot of white wine, cooking you know cooking wine, mm. a lot of red wine, a lot of coconut oil, and a lot of extra virgin olive oil. Mm. That's it. You won't find too much else uh, going on in there. Mm. So, so what are other some uh, some other good items that you've uh, made in the past Man, couple weeks? I use I, I do a lot of like protein oatmeal. Okay. So like overnight oats, uh, chocolate peanut butter protein oats. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, all that type of stuff, roasted with roasted nuts on top, that type of stuff. Uh -huh. I made hummus last week. I think I did a spicy sweet potato and turmeric hummus mm -hmm. with pita and fresh vegetables. See, and I normally don't eat hummus, but the way you describe that fire. sounds fire. It's bomb, man. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Uh -huh. um, and I do a different hummus every week. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So do you so come I, up with... I make it by hand. So do you come up with, like, different... Um, like, do you come up with, like, a breakfast... Uh, uh, 
a lunch all and a dinner. You make all those? All of it. Okay. From top to bottom. So I'm a breakfast guy. Yeah. You, you, you said donuts earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't do donuts. Obviously. Not on the regular. <laughs> but what are some like breakfast items that you make uh, for your meal prep? Man, um, like I mentioned, the oatmeal, mm-hmm. egg whites, fresh fruit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every week we have uh, some sort of um, protein oatmeal with fresh fruit, either whole eggs or egg whites mm-hmm. along with it. Um, pancakes and waffles, usually oh, some man. sort of like uh, flax or whole grain waffle or pancake, sweet potato pancake, that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Paired along with like a Fiesta egg white or whole egg with the diced peppers and something uh-huh. like that. Always fresh fruit, um, turkey bacon or turkey sausage, that type of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. We run through a lot of different breakfasts in the span. I feel of like we should have had like weeks. this lined up or I something. Just <laughs> did a display? Yeah, that yeah. just sounds so good right about now. Display. I may have to grab some breakfast yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, making people hungry. Ex- exactly. See, that's job security. I get you. I get your appetite right. <laughs> and then I make you work out. So, exactly. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but uh. <laughs> Oh, so now I remember. So what? So what's the best way for someone to get these delicious meals? If it's like, say, for example, I wanted to uh, get some of these um, delivered to me, sure. how would I go about that? What's the process for somebody wanting to get some of that? Well, if anybody wanted to reach out to me, they could find me on social media. They could find me on Facebook or Instagram. Which one are you on more? Or is, Instagram or it is matter? almost instantaneous response for okay. me. Um, same with Facebook, but for some reason, Facebook usually takes me like four hours to get back to people. <clears throat> I don't know why, but it's like you have to filter through notifications to see that someone's left you a message. Uh-huh. So it just takes a little bit more effort. But if you want to get a hold of me almost immediately, Text me or reach out to me on Instagram. Okay. Um, my Instagram is the Greater Physique PGH on Instagram, and you can find me on social media on Facebook, the Greater Physique LLC page. Either or, I'll add you to a subscription list, and you'll start to get our menus right away. They're absolutely free. You can sign up. Um, if you know a friend and you're signed up, you can share the link, share it on social media, however you want to do it. But uh, you receive a menu every Thursday. We confirm our orders on Saturday, and the food shows up at your doorstep Sunday night. So Sunday. every week, same operation. Awesome, awesome. Without fail, <laughs> rain, sleet, or snow. Hey, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's yeah. what you got to do. I mean, you're running a, an, an operation, you know. Yeah. So you want to keep it smooth. You want to keep it consistent. Absolutely. Um. So, whenever and and I and I know and I've seen your process whenever you're doing the meal prep and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, on the on the weekends, you're pretty much not available. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> I get mad when that phone rings on a Sunday. I feel like one of the cool things, uh, people could and maybe even should see is maybe having like a behind the scenes of when you're doing the meal prep. Sure. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, it's just a matter like you're not going to hear too much dialogue from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do, you <laughs> can have, you could, it, could do, it could be like rolling. most fitness videos where it's just like music in the background. I mean, yeah. but at least um, it would almost give your audience a, uh, a closer connection to sure. how everything is going down and, and somebody that may be on the uh, meal prep list seeing how their food is made and right, things like right. that. Um, I think that would be cool to see. Yeah, anybody who follows my Snapchat has seen a lot of a lot of Sunday. Okay, so yeah. follow me on Snapchat? Yeah, follow me okay. on Snapchat, Michael Evan, TGP. Uh, there's a lot that happens on Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> Primarily, like, everybody who's anticipating getting food that day is uh, able to see it before it comes out. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I try to make sure I update as much as possible on Snapchat on Sundays mm-hmm. in particular because that's yeah. like my food day. Yeah. I enjoy I, I have a lot of, it's a, like I said, it's a lot of work, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and, and, and it's worth it. Yeah. 
I have a lot of food, and, and my thing is just like the vow. Like when people come to me and they want to get signed up for it, and they want to use it, doesn't matter if it's for one week or fifteen weeks. If they see value in it, that makes me happy. Oh like yeah. If they, if they, if, if I'm helping them do better <coughs> than what they have been doing, then I'm a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's just that's it. Mm-hmm. So what's the future for uh, the Greater Physique, or, or what are some big things that you may be trying to do? Some ideas that come to my mind that I would do is maybe. Have an have an app, maybe have some nutritional facts on mm-hmm. there, or maybe even some fitness videos or sure. whatever, or having a way for people being able to order things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things that come to mind, maybe have a nutritional book, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe become a, a a fitness speaker and things like that. Any sure. of those things uh, come to your mind, or what is the path that you would like to take the greater physique on? Well, I certainly what you hit the nail on the head when you said speaker. Okay. Um, I certainly see talking to groups of individuals, especially as we head into the the fall season, mm-hmm. into the winter. Um, I've actually been tr- been brainstorming um, large motivational groups for people because there's so many people who are in fitness mm-hmm. and just not necessarily lack a sense of direction, but just lack the organizational side of what it takes to be successful in fitness. Mm-hmm. You have to be a very organized, disciplined person to be extremely successful in your fitness life Mm -hmm. and what success you find in fitness you can apply to your life to Mm -hmm. everything else that you do it takes consistency a lot of hard work and planning to be good in fitness period find me somebody who's in shape that's not organized about at least their workouts or at least their diet Mm -hmm. almost everybody who's extreme like look at a fitness competitor's life (coughs) they know what time they're eating how much they're gonna have how frequently they're gonna eat what they're training what body parts where they're trained and so on. Right. So like it just takes being really, really organized. And I think speaking to people and sharing that, sharing the knowledge that I've acquired over the last five years <laughs> is extremely valuable. So moving into the direction of talking to people and connecting more, that's that's definitely something I see doing in the future. Oh, very, yeah. very soon. I mean, and, and I mean, it could almost be, it could be debated that people that are in fitness are probably the most organized. I mean, sure. just based off what you just described. Sure. I mean, from the, the timing and uh, when you're eating things and when you're portioning Certainly. things and, and things like that. I mean, you know, the, you know, hands down mm-hmm. could be some of the best people that are well organized. Yeah, and disciplined. <clears throat> I mean, like in order for you to go, like when I'm on and I'm not, you know, and, and, and diet and training is number one, I could go six to ten weeks without deviating from the plan Mm -hmm. that's a lot of like you got to really have a mindset that's made for seeing the end goal want to see how much i want to see how much just for the sake of doing it not even doing it for competition sake or doing it for a photo shoot or anything like that which people do all the time Mm -hmm. maybe they'll set up a photo shoot 10 weeks from now just to have a goal Mm -hmm. to move towards Mm -hmm. and that's awesome but just to be able to do that for the sake of taking some pictures takes an extreme amount of discipline Mm -hmm. and self-drive you know you have to know what you want and if you want to be in (coughs) tip-top shape then you have to line it up right and be you know as that goal is moving towards you 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 are consistently moving towards it right and that is extremely important the discipline side of it is extremely important right so what are some things that have helped you develop that mindset because not everybody has that I mean oh god (laughs) I wish people had more of a mindset like that so how would you say you develop that mindset. What is it, somebody that you listen to? Somebody that you like to listen to frequently? Mm-hmm. A motivational speaker? A business owner? Like, what was it that, de- or, or books or anything mm-hmm. like that? What developed that mindset for you? I think in the early in the early stages of realizing, like, I need to be more timely. I need to be sharper. I need to be smarter. I need to be better. I think early on it was me recognizing that other people had smarts that I didn't. 
I don't think it had anything to do with a motivational speaker, one book in particular, any other owner or anything like that. I think it was just seeing, like working in restaurants for instance, standing behind the line, watching people experience their evening and having a good time, sitting across from their friends, that was motivation enough for me. It was mm. like, I <clears throat> wanna be at the table. Right. I want to be on the other side of this counter instead of in this sweaty chef coat. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm saying, saying? Well, oh, oh, like, I, 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 I'm, so, in so totally many instances understand. where I was just like, I want to be, a, I want to be the person invited to the party, right? Not the person catering it. Exactly. And so that was the that was the more the most important realization was that I wanted to be the guest at some point, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to continue being the being the help. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being the help. Right. But after you've done it for a certain amount of time. You're you want to get you, you want to yeah you want to get your call yeah you know? absolutely and so <clears throat> one event after another slowly realizing that hey I'm getting better and then it just became the hunger for pro progress wanting to get sharper wanting to get more skillful and so on mm. that's all so it was a it sounds like because even for me um, one of the things that you said you saw you did you were like behind the scenes and you saw people that you wanted to be in that position sure. so it was almost kind of like. Um, you saw people in life where you wanted to be absolutely. type thing. Yeah, Because uh, I, I feel the same way uh, with, with that as well. <clears throat> so what are some things that um, you would like to do as far as the motivation of speaking? Would you want it to be more web-based? You want to do more in person? Um, would you want to do tours and seminars? How would you want to go about tours? Tours and seminars sound amazing. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm a big uh, believer in don't try to teach too soon. You know what I mean? First, you live through the experience and fight some wars and get punched in the face a couple times, and then you have the right to tell people about your experience. But I mm -hmm. feel like, if you, it, you know, personally, I have experienced some things and I've built some relationships with clients that are extremely important, and I've had some experiences with people, not so much as training clients, but just with people, that there are certain aspects of this that I get to understand because I never worked for a gym. I never worked for a box, so I don't know what it's like to do things traditionally as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. You can ask any number of my clients. I know where they live. I know their kids. I know their work schedules. Uh -huh. I know their ups and downs. You know, it, it, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. So having the the understanding of this is more than just the gym, mm -hmm. I think is is really really important. And so I'm getting used to now. I'm getting <coughs> used to seeing myself on camera. I'm Snapchatting a lot. I'm talking a lot about my experiences with people. And I'm sharing a lot of note to self information on the internet now. Yeah, I've noticed and that. And the response to it is is the response to it amongst my clients is really really well. It's really good mm -hmm. because you can be venting about something and it be applicable to so many different people mm -hmm. for whatever they are going through. And so I think talking to people and reaching out, I've always wanted to find a way to connect with people, and this is it. And I, I'm strong. I strongly believe that this is the one. This is the one topic. Uh, you know, health wellness, organization, uh, motivation, inspiration, all those cliche things that mm -hmm. we are what's trending now. Mm -hmm. um, all those things, I think they're extremely important and they help people. Right. Genuinely, genuinely help people. Push, mm -hmm. push themselves to the next level. A foot <coughs> in the ass. People, and that, I never had that when I was younger. Right. So me being able to be that for particular you know, people, mm -hmm. for certain people, amazing. Right. Awesome. Because I always wish that there was just some one person to just say, you're doing this wrong. Stop doing it this way. You're making mistakes. Mm -hmm. This is what you should, you know. And you, it, a lot of people don't have that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really the driving force behind 
wanting to connect with people. And one of the things that I've noticed, noticed about your social media as well, because and, and for people that are looking to try to put out content and things like that, they mm-hmm. have trouble with putting stuff out and they feel like they have to create everything mm-hmm. or it has to be like this big, lavish setup and things like that. Yeah. Um, is um, And I know somebody that you follow a lot is Gary Vee yeah, as well. And, and we kind of follow the same format as well. Definitely. is the uh, document over create. Yeah. Uh, and sure. I've been doing a lot of that as well. And I feel like <clears throat> that helps a lot too when you're doing like those little... Uh, like journal type videos mm-hmm. and things like that, or note to self videos, mm-hmm. um, and I've found that even in your in the stories of like Instagram and Snapchat and things like that yeah. is um is almost a, a secondary place to even do vlog type mm-hmm. videos too, mm-hmm. um, and I've been doing a lot of that too. Um, so even actually now I'm now we're on the subject. Have you ever thought about doing a vlog type video for like a YouTube channel, or have you ever thought about doing any videos on YouTube? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, this has been like the last like four or five weeks, just trying to figure out how I can structure it. So so that don't like, structure like, it. That, that's <laughs> the thing too. Is like okay, there's a lot of overthinking at, at, at this point. I just need somebody to hold the camera, right? Because it's hard. For, I can't coach and train. Tripod. Yeah, I, well, I can't coach and train and have people running and moving and doing all this stuff and uh-huh. hold the camera. Like, you know, like, <laughs> right. I look ridiculous trying to like host a whole session. Exactly. The phone, which I do anyway. Uh huh. But it's it's more and more it gets more and more difficult as the sessions evolve and I'm in different places and so on. I mean, so. you can get a small little tripod set up, put it on the floor, yeah. and tilt it up a little bit, hit Definitely. record, and be done. Actually, one of the things that I did notice that you can do. Um, because uh, I noticed that you record videos and then you'll stop maybe working out because maybe the video stopped recording. You do that? No. Okay, so I'm wrong on that. No. So, but one of the things that you could do, there's this uh, app called InShot mm-hmm. where you can like do uh, seamless recording for like minutes upon minutes. Sure. And in that, it'll chop your video up into like sections of 15 seconds so okay. that'll work perfectly in like stories and play like yeah. super seamlessly. That's awesome. Um, I've been using that a lot. InShot. Oh yeah, InShot. Um, it's good. Um, it's in it's in the Google Store. I don't know if it's in the uh, on the iPhone. Um, you're, you're yeah, all right. Yeah, we're not. We're, that's another episode in itself. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I do want to get an iPhone one day, but good. just not right now. Um, it's all good. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good app uh, to be able to use. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So what are some other things that um, actually? One of the things that I want to try to do moving forward, even mm-hmm. with the show, is um, let's say you, because this is going to be online for years upon years sure. upon years. What would you like to say to yourself right now? Sure. And you can, and you can think about it for a little bit. What yeah. would you like to say to yourself five or t- uh, two or five years down the line? What would you like to say to yourself? What would, or, or or what would you like to have accomplished uh, in that time frame? Mm. This is still relevant to this minute. Um, if I could talk to my former self, it would be don't procrastinate. When you get the idea and you put together the plan, go for it. Act on it. Don't continue waiting. Don't drag things out. Be very decisive. Make decisions. You know, Don't obviously make uneducated decisions, but when you have an idea or you have a plan or you really believe inside that something can work out, get up and go do it because people wait on ideas and opportunities pass Mm. really simple example is two or three days ago I had a really important prospect call my phone and I was too busy to call this person back Mm. well I called back a little too late and I called back and I called back and I called back and the prospect had moved on Mm. they found someone else Mm. and that's the example of 
do not wait, do not hesitate, because opportunity will walk away from you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, former, if I could tell my former self to do anything, it would be be very decisive and pick and choose who is around far better. Learn quickly. Watch what people do. When people, if you have garbage in your circle, get rid of them. Don't stick around long, mm-hmm. because you'll look up in a year, whether it's a, one month. Six months, a year later, you will have picked up so many of their bad habits and their bad traits. It's extremely hard to be the positive standing in a room full of negative. Oh, yeah. It's hard to do. You can do it for a certain period of time, but eventually you'll break. Oh, yeah. So get away from people who don't have, who aren't hedging forward, mm-hmm. you know, stagnant people. Get away from them. Mm-hmm. If, that, if I could talk to my former self, it would be don't hesitate. Pick and choose who's around very carefully. And um, and yeah, that would be that would be it. Mm. That would be it. Yeah, and so learn quickly. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Learn fast. Learn if if you're doing something and it's not working out, change it. Don't do the same thing expecting a different result. That's insanity. Mm. It's ridiculous. Do something. Find out it doesn't work. Move on to the next thing. Right. Or adjust and change. Make some you know manipulate your plan. Mm-hmm. But don't stick around. You know beating a dead horse. Right. Try to learn. Adjust. Lie. Learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Learn quickly because. People are light years ahead of you because they're for only one reason. It wasn't because they were smarter or they had more resources and money. It was because they learned faster than you did. Mm-hmm. So learn quickly, choose your circle wisely, and don't hesitate. That would be it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That would be it. So in uh, wrapping up, what would be like, uh, and, and maybe we didn't cover it or maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about it, what would be <clears throat> a few things that you would say is like the impact that you want to leave on people? Or what would you say you will want your legacy uh, to be um, moving forward in life? Oh, legacy, that's tough. Um, if I had to leave a legacy with any one person, it would just be, you know, those three things there, but obviously just be okay, just for everybody to just be okay being 25%, okay? 25% is better than zero. Mm. A little bit is better than nothing. Mm. If you're starting something or you're doing something, you should feel okay with being 25% because last week you were at zero. This week you're at 25%. Six months from now, you might be at 50%. Six months from then, you might be 65%. You're working towards being 100, whether it's be you being successful or you getting money or you having great relationships with your friends and family, whichever. But if I had to leave a legacy, it would just be be okay with the journey of moving forward progress but don't stand still just continue to slowly move forward and my legacy would slowly be about some guy who was at one at one point at 25 percent who is now living a dream and looking back you can say he started with 288 dollars at his grandmother's dining room table and now look at him Mm. look at look at him go (laughs) and the people he's worked with and and you know my clients inspire me just as I hopefully inspire them mm-hmm. and motivate them. So that would be my that would be what I hope to leave with people. That's awesome. Just be okay with the progress. Just, and the, just continue making it. Yeah. Move forward. Exactly. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, and to your point, I mean, we all start at zero yeah, percent. Right. So that that's also that's a uh, a cool thing. You always want to be trying to work to the point where you get to that one hundred percent. Always be okay with being. At, some days you're going to be at. You know, sixty percent capacity. You're not going to be able to operate at one hundred and thirty percent. Going here, going there, making phone calls, this, that, and the third thing. 
but you have to get up and do something. Don't just do nothing. You know, continue moving forward. Cool. So awesome. Well, I feel like that's a great way to end the show. I, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Of course. Uh, of always, course. it's always a pleasure to get a Absolutely. chance to sit down and talk and things like. And we're definitely gonna kick it some more moving in the sure. future. I, I definitely want to work on some things some more. Um, so yeah, that wraps up today's show. If you guys got any questions or concerns, please leave them in the comments down below. If you got any suggestions or any recommendations, they're all up for consideration. So now that you know what Mike does with his twenty four hours, I want to know what you do with your 24 hours.